everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Can you get me? Yes, I can hear you, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning, one. How are you doing? Good, thank you. So, good morning. This is um, Dr. Neka Hanchin from Infuse Health. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for taking your time out um, to have this meeting with us. We really appreciate it. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, I know Vera had talked to you about it, about what we'd like to, you know, ask a few questions. Yes, yeah, informs me. Yes, we're we're seeking to improve um, the patient experience in in Africa by offering Africans better access to healthcare, so to um, both investigational products and medical devices. So we're really grateful for this patient experience that we can get from you, so that this can inform our our discussions with pharmaceutical companies and with researchers when we're talking about clinical trials and clinical research. Okay. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, we're welcome again. Yeah. Um, so I'll start this interview. There are about 10 questions that we'd like to ask you. And some of them may be tough questions, but you know, we just appreciate you know, an honest answer. No okay, thank you very much. And so please, can you kindly introduce yourself? Okay. My name is uh, Lese Matache. I, I, just, I just got my first four years yesterday. I'm a female. And I'm also a, a state registered nurse working here in Cameroon. Wow, thank you so much. That's lovely to hear. Um, and we hear that um, you were diagnosed with, with breast cancer. Could you please give us information about how this happened and when it happened and just the circumstances surrounding that event? Okay, thank you. Uh, it all started in 2020. Uh, during that uh, that period of COVID, I was first diagnosed of COVID, which really brought me down. I was so sick, but by the grace of God, I got well. Just about few few weeks, about two weeks, when I got when I got better, I got up one morning. It was. Uh, Around the month of um, the month of May, I think it's February. Like just like just like today, this month, I got up one morning. I found a lump on my left breast. It was not just a small lump; it was very deep. So I was wondering that what is this? 
I do not even have that idea. My my I do not even thought of uh, that it could be cancer or whatever. As I saw it, I just took it normally that maybe the thing will go away. So I stayed for, for two days. I went to work. I did a night shift one day, then I got up in the morning, I was talking with my colleague that I got up and just saw my breast inflamed with a lump inside two days ago. So she was like, say, and you are just thinking like that, you are calm like that, you should go and consult mm -hmm. so that you, they should dictate, they should try to find out what is it, because lumps in the breast are not good. It was as if she wake me up. So I just left the words immediately. I went for consultation. When I went for consultation, they they checked me and prescribed me an echography and a mammography. Breast echography and mammography. So I went and did I did it. When the result came out, the result showed that it was something that it was not something serious. Because before then, I had a, a baby. I had a baby of uh, of about two years. When I when I uh, when I delivered, my baby refused that breast. He refused to, to breastfeed from that breast. So it did not even mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. So when they did that mammography and echography, the echography was saying that it was something uh, serious, but the mammography said it is just um, that it is just something that is not so serious. So, mm. so I took. Uh, I came back home. I went again to another hospital and consulted. They prescribed the same uh, echography and mammography. So when I came, I was talking with uh, a sister-in-law. So she told me that she will contact a friend that the friend will refer me to a certain doctor in the general hospital. Mm -hmm. So that that man, when that man will check it, the man will tell me exactly what it is. Because it is an experienced man that is almost, and he has worked for more than 40 years. Mm -hmm. So when he contacted, when he contacted the doctor, the doctor checked me, prescribed again a biopsy, uh, a mammography again and echography. Mm -hmm. When I did it, it was showing that the biopsy was showing that it was the accumulation of breast milk. Mm -hmm. In the yeah, that it is breast milk that has accumulated inside. Mm -hmm. That it is something that is something not serious. That it is going. That if they operate and remove the lung, it is going to pass. Mm. By then, I'm already dying of stress. Mm. I was so stressed up that because I was not even imagining that 
what people were telling me here and there that it could be this, it could be that. And with the history that we know that people with such illnesses, they don't, they don't survive. So I was seeing myself as somebody who is, that the life is, I'm going to an end. So I was so stressed up. Now, when that, when that result came, I presented to the doctor. The doctor told me, okay, it's not serious. It's not something that, um, that will harm you. So he told me that since you are working in a, in a hospital where you can be operated free of charge, go back there, then you present this result. Then they, they are going to do your operation free of charge because if you have to do it here in the general hospital, it will cost you a lot. Mm. So I came back to the hospital where I was working. I went to the oncology service. I presented the results to the doctor. Mm. But when my doctor examined the breast, mm. the doctor said me, he cannot <clears throat> that sorry, that he cannot even venture an operation because what he is and saying it is not in conformity with those results that he cannot just go into operation with those results that we are going to do some other lab tests that is when we, we started everything all over again mm. all the results that were coming out were saying the same thing that it was something that is not serious mm. it is going something that they can operate it will pass so that was one, what was a bit giving me a bit of comfort. Mm -hmm. So when we finally decided to do the operation, we did the operation in 2021. Mm -hmm. That is all true that from that February to where I was moving up and down with the bread, no, no decision was taken for. So the lump was there. At one moment, the thing make the phantom abscesses on my breast. Mm. They have to incise it and then remove the breast. That was when I was dying of pain. Mm. The thing got dry. So when that doctor decided to operate in 21, he did the operation. Then from there, we would set the, the, the lungs that was removed from the breast to an apart spot. So it was from there that the result came that it has a cancer cell, mm -hmm. a cancer cell to a patient. Mm -hmm. That is when I, I said to myself, no, when it's finished. So that was the period, the, the, the worst moment. That day is the worst. I thought that day I didn't know that I will make it the following day. So when I took the results, I went to the doctor that operated me. He was not around. He was on leave. He just went on leave. So he had to stay for five, for, for one uh, one month. Mm -hmm. So I said, I said to myself, but how oh, will I stay like this for one month? I just decided to the doctor that referred me to our place, the doctor in the general hospital. I called him, he asked me to come. So when I went, he saw the results. He himself, he was surprised. Mm. He was really broken. So he said, there's no problem. 
I will put you immediately on on treatment. Mm -hmm. So he prescribed the treatment that I'll have to do a radio therapy. So uh, that was I presented him the result on one Friday. So he prescribed the radiotherapy that on Monday I should come on the following Monday when coming I should pay it then come he would do everything that I started the same day. Mm -hmm. So as I went that Monday I paid it I went and saw him he took me into the radiotherapy uh, room mm -hmm. with the mask area then that was when I started my treatment my radiotherapy. And I did only radiotherapy. I did not do chemotherapy. Okay. So I did only radiotherapy. I did uh, 25 sessions. Okay. So that's the treatment I took. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for that. You're so blessed yeah, that you saw it at an early, early stage and that you were able to address it just days after, you know, you notice the lump. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you kept on going back, even though, you know, they thought it was just normal and not serious and just a buildup of breast milk. You know, you kept on going back. And then when they saw the breast cancer cells, you were able to get therapy quickly. Yeah. So I'm guessing that it's all resolved now and it's clear and everything is fine now. Yes, that's the, the result gives everything. So it, uh, the result said it was at the second stage. Mm -hmm. At stage two, okay. Yes, it was that. Yeah. Well, and the treatment, was it, was it quite expensive? Did you have health insurance or did you have to pay out of pocket? Uh, I had to pay out of pocket. Mm -hmm. I had to pay... Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. It was not all that uh, expensive, but uh, at that moment, since at that moment, moment I was down financially. So my family, the lovely family that I have, they quickly assemble the money. Then by Monday, by that Monday, I went and paid. Then, yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And how did you find the safety while you were doing the um, radiotherapy? Was it safe? Did you have any side effects? Yes, but the beginning was uh, not the, the beginning was not easy for me mm -hmm. because when I went through all those uh, issues like that, all that stress like that, it was like as if I was going into depression mm -hmm. because it was manifesting all almost all the signs of depression. I would sit like this when I just think that maybe I, uh, my, my own is coming to an end. I will just fall. My body, I will, I will be weak. I will be weak to a level that even to hold something, I, I cannot hold. So they were always rushing me to the hospital. Always rushing me to the hospital. But... Uh, uh, at one moment, I had to start. Uh, I had to start with a psychotherapist who really helped me. So when I started the radiotherapy, the thing was making me so weak. 
each time I'm through, I'll come back home. I'll not be able to do anything. I'll be very weak. I'll be feeling as if I want to vomit. I'll be feeling when the doctor told me that each time before I come, I should make sure I have prepared a lot of food that when I come back, I will eat. So each time when I was coming back, my family had prepared me some food. When I come back, I will take and sleep. Mm. That is how it was going on. But when I finished it, I was really getting tired. It was getting me tired. Mm. Okay. Well, sorry to hear that. It seems like you went through a really tough time. Yeah. It was not easy. It, it was really not easy. I I really thought my my was I was getting to an end really. Mm. I didn't know by today I would still be talking. I'm really saying that God is, is God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm really I'm really grateful as you know that you're you're feeling much better. And yeah. like you said, you know, thank God that the therapy works and everything, you know, has got better now. Yeah, I'm really better. I'm really better. Because I've been going on for I've been going for checkup. I think I'll go for my last checkup next month. Mm. Yeah. I did uh I did another mammography and uh, breast echography about six months ago. Okay. So results came out very good. The results were good. That's fantastic. Um, to our company, what we what we do is that we try to research and look for the most the safest therapies and also the most effective therapies. Yeah. And um, okay. last month and this this month is cancer month, and so we are actually you know interviewing patients and doctors to find out the different methods that we use in diagnosing and in treating breast cancer. Um, some pharmaceutical companies that we work with, they do research in oncology, in different kinds of cancer, and they're coming out with products that are safer and that are more effective. So we're just wondering, as a patient, from a patient perspective or former patient perspective, how would you feel about participating in a clinical trial. So if there was a study that had come up, there was a new drug that had come up and you were presented with such a new drug, at that point in time, would you have been willing to participate in the clinical research trial? I would have, I would, yes, I would have done so. Because at that moment, I was ready to do anything. Mm. I was really, I was, I was ready to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So we're glad that, you know, the radiotherapy worked, you know, that was an effective method for you. Yeah. Yeah. But when I finished that, uh, the radiotherapy, I, I had some scar on my breast. Develop a sort of car, so they had to be do the, doing dressing there. I had to 
take and did classes for almost a month before it got dry. So that I really went through a lot of pain. Eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I went through pain. Yeah, can so I it, yeah. yeah. And um, so I guess um, one uh, last question, a second to last question. I'm just wondering, do you feel like you were included in the management of the disease? So when you saw the doctors, I'm glad for your friend that you know kind of said you should get this tested out when you told her what was going on. But with the doctors, with the general hospital, with all the doctors you saw, did you feel included in how they managed your disease? Did they ask for your opinion? You know, did you feel listened to and heard? Yeah, the, the doctor that followed me at the general hospital, mm. I think that is the, the one that really brought up my morals because he, he was always asking me, even when I'm at home, you always write and ask, how are you? I have told you that in case of anything done, he said to inform me. But the way I was so stressed up, it was even when I went to our own hospital. Mm -hmm. Because the man was, the man was, the man stressed me too much. When I go to, when I, at times when I go to see him, when I went to see him, he would tell me he doesn't have time, he has a lot of patients to take care of. Then I tend to prescribe me the tests that are being done in the hospital that I could do them free in the hospital. Mm -hmm. He would take me out of the hospital so that I would go and pay them and do the and do it there. Yeah. So I just understood I understood what was going on. So at that moment I was desperate. Whatever they were asking me to do, I was just, my family, they were just putting their heads together and doing it. So I did a lot of things that, a lot of things that outside, which I could do in the hospital free, yeah. free of charge. Yeah. So he was taking me to this place, we go and do it there. The result will come out the same. He said, we'll still do this other one. The result will still come out the same. So my, I was like saying my life was, in his hands, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. I'll just be following what he, he was saying. Mm -hmm. So it was like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I was really, I'm really, I was really comfortable with that doctor at the general hospital, and he's the one that followed me to today. Yeah. Now that following me today. Right. Yeah, it's great to know that there are good, there are good doctors out there, even though you know. You'd had a bad experience with the other one. It's great to know that this man, this doctor from the general yeah. hospital, was quite good and caring. Yes, he's really good. Mm. He's good. Okay. Um, so, do you are there any differences that you would like to see? So, just for future patients that may that may get diagnosed with breast cancer or any kind of cancer. Are there any changes that you would like to see in the healthcare system, whether in Cameroon or, you know, in Africa or internationally, just based on your experience, what changes or improvements, what could have made it better for you? What could have made it easier? Yeah. Um, 
the first thing that I would really like that they should take care of is the psychology. Yeah. We here in Africa, we know that our health care, we don't really have uh, enough health care facilities. And that sickness is traumatizing. Mm. When someone knows that I have this, to him or her, this is my end. Mm. So, to me, the first thing that I would like that they should take care of is the psychology of the patient. They should really approach that patient with love and care. Mm. Talk to the patient and explain to the patient the treatment. Because, uh, like, chemotherapy that I hear, it is very expensive here. If you see people that have to go through that one, it is really not easy because I just lost a sister two days ago that uh, had uh, the cancer of the uterus. Okay. So I lost two days ago. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, really? So uh, she was she was down. She was really down. So I would like that they should work on the psychology of the patient. Then they should also explain the treatment. And when you are going through the treatment, they should explain the side effects of the treatment. Because when the patient notices the side effects by herself or herself, it is somehow discouraging because you don't know what you are that's awaiting you. You only discover that you are in this type of thing because of the treatment you are going through. Meanwhile, if they prepare the patient that this is what will be going on when you'll be taking this treatment, I think psychologically the patient will prepare the team or herself also. Then I'll also talk about the price also. I think the cost of treatment, the cost of treatment is no is really expensive here. That's when that's where many are unable to to meet up and they end up dying. Because the cost of treatment is really high. If they can do something with the cost of treatment, I think it will help a lot to save the lives of other people. Okay. Yes. Then also concerning the, the, the equipment, we don't have enough equipment here. Like that uh, radiotherapy machine where, where I was using, there were times that you go to say the machine is bad. Imagine you have already started your treatment, you just go to say the machine is not working this morning, come this other day. And right now, as I'm telling you, it is what is still going on. I know about two patients that are suffering from, two of my colleagues that are suffering from this breast cancer that mm-hmm. as they are going, when they go to the say the machine is not working, come tomorrow. Then we have another center that has a lot of equipment, but it's it, extremely expensive yeah. it is extremely expensive as i'm telling you mm-hmm. so that's one of the problems we are saving we are facing here mm-hmm. yes wow. yeah lots of lots of problems and we hope that africa can get sufficiently developed and capacity increased such that patients can get access to health care that they deserve because yes. it's very sad to hear that, you know, people that have been diagnosed are not able to get treatment because of the lack of infrastructure equipment. and equipment. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are so we're so grateful to you for your vulnerability, for taking the time out 
to talk to us about your experience. We pray and we Thank hope you. that, you know, your health will, you know, just keep on getting better and better and that, you know, there will be no more incidences of cancer or any other kind of illness. And we just really pray that, yeah, that you will remain healthy. Yeah, I pray for that also. That's my prayer. That's my everyday prayer. That I don't even wish any person, not even my worst enemy, to have that. Because it is me easy. I will never even wish somebody to ever go through that. Because it is not easy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for speaking to us. We really appreciate it. Okay. You are welcome. Thank you also. Thank you. I hope that we can work together to make to improve the healthcare not only in Cameroon but in the whole of Africa. Yeah, I'm available at any moment. Each time you you need me, I'll create time for you people. Thank you very much. I'm honored. <laughs> we are honored. Thank you very much for your time. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you also. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.